Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Live commentaries and podcasts. This is Rebel Yell from the WFC Supporters Association. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Time for another podcast, time for another month and a very successful month on the Rebel Yell podcast. Pete. It's been a great month of fixtures, a great month of results, so we've kind of pulled our finger out. But starting off, it wasn't such a great start to the month for us for our uh, award ceremony because we didn't win, but it's a, it's a taking part that counts, isn't it? James, to be such a young podcast in our infancy, to be nominated for the Football Content Awards was such an honour. We didn't come away with the prize and there was a lot of other very good podcasts there that have been established for a long time. Yeah. So just to be there was a privilege. Enjoy I enjoyed the night. Apart from the beer prices, six pounds for a three hundred and thirty mil <laughs> bottle of beer. Wow. They couldn't eat did you get through your quarter bottle of wine on the table very quickly then? I think I don't drink wine, but Spencer well, occasionally I do, but Spencer had one one glass I think. Yeah. No, it was um I unfortunately was on holiday so I couldn't be there but I had the photo sent and it, it looked like a really fun night but um that was sort of the last sort of coming of Spencer in October really wasn't it because as you might have noticed he's not on the line tonight because bless him he's still getting over his case of covid so all the best Spencer we look forward to seeing you back around soon I just think you're spending time with your cat after that soppy post he put on Facebook tonight yeah, absolutely. And I think <laughs> you did say COVID's got you all soppy, but I'm pretty sure all the time down the club he sits there moaning about his cat. But you know, you cannot ever that the bond between a cat and its owner is just unbreakable, as I would know. 
Yeah, I don't think this is what the viewers have tuned in for, to be honest. We do wish Spencer all the best. I'm praying he hasn't got long COVID, actually, because this, yeah. this has gone on for a couple of weeks now. So. Well, it's not even yeah, that. It's have... the fact his taste and smell still not coming back. And that's just, can you imagine living life without taste or smell? It'd be awful. Well, some of the houses I visit on my travels, it'd probably be a blessing. Smell be all right, yeah. You probably taste it some of the times, not just the smell, some of those houses you do. But, I mean, yeah, as you say, it was, um, you know, not being negative, just a bit of a joke, but, you know, it was an amazing achievement to even get there. So, obviously, thank you for the guys that listened to us. And, obviously, it wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, MK Window Cleaning and Nature's Health Box, who have supplied, um, you know, all, for, all sorts of Rebel Yell and the Supporters Association for setting up the Rebel Yell brand and you know bringing it to the future and sort of what it is today because you know i think it is a start of something good we will be back i'm sure and maybe next time we'll win but um i mean to as you say to have if you look at the other nominees there was they were mainly non-league podcasts in general it wasn't really club specific so to get a club specific podcast into that final category was was an achievement pete yeah and i think they should have probably a club specific one rather yeah. than ones that are listened to like you had bbc radio hartford people like that but one of the funniest things of the whole night was every time sky tv won an award they just got booed really did um what were they winning like sky tv what awards were they winning oh uh premier league content things things like that you know but did uh, they have any of the big wigs from sky there did you see or was it all the producers sort of thing rather than the presenters? I, th- I think i think it was more producers and stuff because yeah. You know, there wasn't many I recognised. Yeah. But um, only, have you got any stories person. from the night? I mean, I know there's probably well, some things you're not going to repeat because I know Spencer said some things on the night which you don't really want to incriminate anyone. Not you. Well, no, there was, there's a few people who obviously um, uh, had a... Um, uh, partook in recreational drugs. And what, <laughs> had it, had it been are... snowing in London that night? <laughs> I, th- I think it might have been because on the next day someone was holding up a cardboard box saying gear question mark like they're in the market for it and they'd ran out so yeah it was a bit of an eye-opener with these youngsters these days they seem to uh yeah it was um yeah, yeah it was a strange a, world shame to be fair but i guess maybe that's the world of media and you know the london thing we don't have that uh, kind of lifestyle here on the south coast do we peter I can't bloody afford it down here <laughs> it was it wasn't a, it was a real um privilege and honor i guess to be nominated and taken into that final it was great that you guys could turn up for it um as you say it's a shame we didn't come away with it but just to sort of have a bit of networking and be up in that award category was fantastic so thank you all that voted thank you for the got us there and fingers crossed for next year um moving on though pete october very what was your prediction at the end of the last podcast it was 12 out of 12 wasn't it yeah i'm always going maximum points aren't i because i've got yeah. so much faith faith in the team yeah but we done we've done 13 out of 15 points and that's not bad at all to only lose points against the top of the table enfield at the time wasn't it yeah basically no so, so we start we, we we started the month off with without a fixture because of the uh, us leaving a couple. Was that the one we meant to play? Hornchurch, I think, was that that first Saturday of the month? It wouldn't have been Hornchurch. I can't remember who it was. It was but... a team that, whatever it was, it had a team. So we had a weekend yeah. off. We had a bye week, as they say, in American sports. And we started the month off with Bishop Stortford, where we beat them 3-1 at home. A very, very convincing win. Well, we were 2-0 up at half-time. Went 3-0 up early in the second half. It looked quite comfortable. And they got one back in the 66 minute. So, again... Clean sheet escaped us, unfortunately. Mm. But their player, James Baker, who came on for them uh, towards the end, yeah, he was um, in the second half. He was he was a, a decent player, I thought. He looked dangerous and he got a goal. 
Yeah, no, it was. Um, but we came with the points. That's all that matters. And um, that may we went on to another. So we played. To be fair, looking at what we played this month, we played pretty much all teams in and around that top spot at the moment. Because we then moved on to Kingstonian, who are well up there as well, and a four-three thriller away. Well, yeah, they were top at the time, weren't they? They were. So we we nudged them off after a four-three win, and I wasn't at that one, but you were. Well, story of the game was Oli Pierce's first half hat trick. He put us ahead, but they quickly equalised in the twenty-sixth minute. But then Oli Pierce uh, quick fire double, uh, both within ten minutes of half time. Three uh, one up at half time, but then second half, there's a game of two halves basically. We we should have been probably outside the first half, but they came back into it, um, and that looked really really good. The second half, they brought um, uh, Lamont Aaron Lamont on the second half. Apparently, he missed a kickoff because of work commitments, uh, so he couldn't start. And then yeah, he he turned the game in that midfield in a way, and they they came back to three three all. And then Jesse Starkey had a, a free kick <laughs> at a bit of an angle down by the corner flag, but the goalie flapped it in swinger, flapped it, went over him in the net. So that was the winner. A little worldy free kick there from uh, Starkey, um, putting that in. Well, or would you say goalie, fluke? <laughs> goalie should have saved it. Yeah, but he didn't. And that's the thing you need to catch those balls. Yeah, yeah, and that was his 75th minute. Um, yeah, and that was... That was it. And then Worthing, you know, the last 15 minutes, we controlled the game well then. Mm. The first half hour of the uh, second half, I thought Kingstonian were absolutely outstanding, to be honest. Still, with with what um, non-league football's like, having a one-goal lead is too nervy for me at times because, you know, you see how quick the game can change even more so than the professional game. Yeah, I'm glad you wasn't on commentary. But then again, I had uh, Toby Carvery on commentary. And he was having kittens. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a thing. You can keep yourself calm and composed, but these co-commentators, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know how, like, it is like the fan zone that used to be on Sky all those years ago. It really genuinely is. We move on with the uh, fixture this month. Enfield Town, the, the only point, the only game we've dropped points, but we were winning. Pete, was it a disappointment to, to for them to equalise or was it fully deserved? Did you go away disappointed? from that game. I'm sure you're going to say no, but obviously being in the lead and then, you know, having to think we could have taken all three points. It was um, their equaliser from Fall in the 70th minute. Um, there was a, there was a ball forward from left back, um, you know, uh, up the wing. Um, yeah. yeah. It was slightly angled ball, but then Aaron Racine's come across to try and win the header but their players got in front of him. I think Adam Cunnington it was, and he got a slight little flick on, um, and it it just fell into the path of Mo Favre. Now, Joe, Joel Colbran was a bit too close to the wing, but I think he was he was playing him onside just about. Mm. Again, it's difficult to see on the highlights, but I think he was just about onside, but he got through on goal. And basically, Mo Favre, um, one of the top scorers in the league this season, He's just yeah. not going to miss those chances. Um, but then they had a chance right at the death uh, to win the game. A, a ball came in, a whipped in free kick, and a player got on on the end of it, but put it wide. And then, unfortunately, was that a, was that a like sort of um, head and hand sort of thing? Almost like oh god, it was. I couldn't believe he'd missed it. If you heard the commentary, I said I can't believe he's missed that. 
But then we go to the other end, and then there's a great ball in, and Tom Schleser with a header about eight yards out, and and it just goes just goes over the top of the bar where you you think he, you know he should probably be burying that. But over the course of the game, I think two two was probably a fair result. Yeah, yeah. But were, were you were you disappointed or a bit gutted? I was. Did fine we take our chances? Yeah, but again, that's Enfield Town haven't lost, haven't dropped any points at home this season. We're the first team to take points away from there. Mm. The same with Kingstonian. We were the first team to take points off Kingstonian at home. So, so you come away from it, tough place to go. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't disappointed. I have to say, Although, I'm quite I will surprised. say, yeah, Desha- Deshaun Golden at the end of the game, mm-hmm. when I, I, I saw him briefly and he said, sorry, we didn't win. And I went went to the changing rooms to go and get Adam for the interview. And the, the Worthing boys were down. And the Enfield boys were virtually celebrating that result. So, you know, it shows you the difference between the mentality. Well, as we've always just, said, a cup game, it's everyone that plays Worthing this season is going to be treated like a cup final, to be honest, because they know, mm-hmm. like, we, and, you know, we're proving it once again. Why? Yeah, but, but Enfield were top of the table at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was... You know, wasn't too disheartened no. with the two-two. But, no, then, but I mean, the thing is, and then we had another clash. Uh, uh, Lewis Wanderers at home <laughs> the following week on Saturday, twenty-third of October. And uh, Pete, I, I think you're still taking heart medication for that, aren't you? What a match! Yeah, it sounded like a right thriller. But you said in the away boys chat, and I think you put it on your Twitter, you're expecting goals that day because we had talked about it off air previous weeks, like they're going to come and attack. We like attacking football. They're not going to sit back and play Worthing at their game. It's going to be end-to-end. And mm. but if, if you've been a betting man, you should have put a bet on, mate, because <laughs> you said they're going to be goals. I mean, did you predict that there were going to be nine goals, five in the favour of Worthing? I didn't, but if anyone heard, I had a co-commentator that day, David Tully, and after sort of 20-odd minutes, and he went, this could be a 5-4. Hmm. And he, he got he got the he got the score bang absolutely bang on. I didn't predict the score, no. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, unbelievable. I would rewatch that game if it was ninety minute video out there. I'd love to sit and watch it again. To be honest, yeah, it, nice. it was that it was that good a game of football. But I think that was the breath of fresh air because we'd had um, Kingstonian Lewis Enfield who who went toe to toe with us. Yeah rather than teams who just try and sit back and defend against us. And then we've got to break them down. So it was mm-hmm. nice to have that. And I think that's what made Kingstonian a classic game in a bit of a different way. Enfield wasn't as good, but it was still a good game. And then the, the Lewis was just an absolute classic. Yeah, it was when, as, as you know, I was on a cruise ship on my holiday and um, we can't get internet out at sea unless you pay extortionate amount but i know i know some... i could i could tell it was so quiet James. yeah i know you know you, you shut up for once isn't it? You, you got some break for me for a couple of weeks but it was quite weird because um although you couldn't go on the internet notifications kept coming through so it's obviously something to do with a firewall so i was getting notifications and football web pages kept coming up and i'm sitting there having a drink and literally every five ten minutes worthing lewis worthing, worthing lewis lewis i was like what is going on here that's a classic and a half but um god it was exciting that day and i can i just thought I said to my wife, I said, uh, God, Pete's going to be having almost kittens. Well, to be 2-0 down 
after 13 minutes. Did you think it was game over at 2-0? I didn't, just because of the way the game was. Yeah. It was like, no, this, you know, it still bags the time. I think yeah. I said that in the commentary. It still bags the time to get back into this. And we weren't playing badly. They've got that Joe Taylor up front. And yeah. their first goal was a penalty, which opened the yeah. game. But then Oli Pierce gets us back to 2-1 in the 16th minute. And you're like, well, it's, ga- it's game on there. But then you go 5-2 ahead. <laughs> yeah, and it's like... why and Looking then we... so comfortable. And then again, Joe Taylor steps up in the 75th minute with a penalty. And then the wonder strike from Oli Taylor in the 77th minute. Got 13 minutes where you're like, oh. Bricking it. I don't think that's when I would have been uh, not been able to watch that game, I don't think. <laughs> but we were, again, again though, what I would say is we were controlled in possession. Yeah, I get you. We calmed the game down. Made a couple of changes, calmed the game down, and and I think I think that's what's going well for us at the moment. Is yeah. whenever this, Adam's making all the right changes, and if if there is just one goal in it or whatever, it's, it seems to mm-hmm. it seems to work. Yeah, that's well, what, last, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, like you you only managed to catch your breath, and uh, you got it back in time for Tuesday. Tuesday night, it was a first night under the lights of the new pitch and new season. Well, I say on, on the new pitch, but you know we did have some preseason friendlies, but that was in the summer when it was quite warm. We were wearing shorts and t-shirts. We're now in jackets and jeans and jumpers. But wasn't it nice to be back at Woodside under the lights? It was good. And it- Great atmosphere. One um, over a thousand people on a Tuesday night yeah. when it was cold. I mean, that's amazing. And it was a good match. Well, it wasn't a great match. Well, to be fair. it was the second half was good, but the first half yeah. was uh, pretty bang average. Yeah, one nil down at half time. Uh, undeservedly, lapse. I'd say. Yeah, undeservedly as always. But what we no- we noticed from the commentary box was there there's a, a line of six at the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did this commentary on my own, didn't I? Yeah, you did because you kept on waving <laughs> at me in the tannoy booth. <laughs> <laughs> you missed me. Uh, yeah, well, I wouldn't give that far. But um, yeah, so 1 0 down at half time. And yeah, there was a mistake at the back, wasn't it? There? It was a bit of yeah. a. I think the midfield and defenders' miscommunication, ball broke, um, Afula breaks through. And yeah, put, he, he done well there. They turned it in from a very tight angle. So it was, you know, half decent goal, you could say, but we caused yeah. our own problems, yeah. which we always tend to do, to be honest. Um, but then second half, we we managed to to open them up. Yep, and uh, we finished game two on winners. Another win to complete our league month. Uh, as you say, 13 points out of 15. And it just, you know, again, like it just feels great right now at Woodside. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be parts of the season where we might drop a couple of points. But isn't it great to see the fans coming in? You know, a nice little feel around the place. You know, the pitch looks great. And, you know, the, the atmosphere is fantastic. And to see us actually performing and doing those results on the pitch, because as I, for one, I'll put my hands up and say, I, I think I spoke too soon because I was obviously in August. We, we didn't perform that great after an amazing preseason, and I thought, oh God, is it going to be one of these seasons? But it looks like Hinch and the boys have turned it around and the coaching squad, and you know, we seem to pull the fingers out and we're producing some great goals, great games, and you know, we'll look at our strike force. I mean, Deshaun Golding has come into his own, I think, you know, after maybe a bit of a slow start. I, I'm really impressed with Deshaun, and Ollie's banging the goals in left, right and centre. Yeah, it's all about Golding and Pierce at the moment. They're absolutely brilliant. But yeah. did you notice something in the Merson game? What's that? Their goalkeeper. What about him? Toby Ball. Uh, September 26, 2020. Mm-hmm. Last season. Yeah. When we played Kingstonian away, the game we won 4 0. Yeah. He was our goalkeeper for that game. Oh, was he? Oh, well, I, I think, think, I think, I think that was that. his one and only perf- uh, appearance for us. 
I guess where, where did was he just a free agent or something at that time, or was he playing for us and as a reserve keeper? Or because we never really have a reserve I keeper. I, I don't know to be honest. It was just I was looking through the, uh, was, the sheets because I've seen him or Jack Fagan. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've seen some comment and I was like, hold on, I've got I've got the team sheets here because I keep the team sheets. Sad <laughs> yeah. like that. He's got his A4 so, folder, his binder. So, yeah, so that was... But going back to, you, to your point, yeah, um, again, it's just nice to see Pierce banging him in. Ollie, we still want you to come on the podcast. So if yeah, you yeah, we today, need to get some... Yeah, we want... You've some, tried to... You've, you, you tried to do a Ricky Aguirre and sort of... Uh, Pious every time we tried to approach you and said something like you don't have Skype or Zoom or you don't have a phone. I'm pretty sure that's an excuse you've used to me before, but we'll I mean, get you one time. Of, yeah, he walks out of training with a phone user hand all the time. Yeah, so. I know. We know that. We know that. We see his Instagram. Yeah, come, come on, on next, Ollie, maybe come next on. month to put the icing, the cherry on top of the cake or the icing of the cake. We um got through with 10 men against Chertsey on the last game of the month, which was the FA Trophy third qualifying round into the first round proper where we will be playing Hazen Yedding United. But that that Chertsey Town obviously coming out of a midweek debacle at the club of their player manager terminated his own contract after headbutting Bracknell Towns, one of their players, which no room for that in a game. But we were wondering what sort of atmosphere there'd be on that Saturday, Pete. And uh, they gave us a bit of a game because it was a poor first half. Going down to 10 men, which by uh, Ty Dunsey, I don't think it was a red card. He doesn't think it was. It was kind of a 50-50. But Deshaun getting that goal right in just before the interval and that sort of bowed us onto the second half to get that second goal. Yeah, but uh, again, yeah, like you say, not, not a classic game. But it was a controlled performance by Werven. I think I alluded to it in the interview when I spoke to Adam after that. When we went down to 10 men, I felt we controlled the game more than we did with 11 in a weird sort of way. And he, he sort of agreed with that mm-hmm. in, in, in his answer. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it was a, a poor game. Obviously, the, again, they played on the counter attack, which, mm-hmm. which we, we have to put it with. Um, but, yeah, I thought professional job, professional job as far as I'm concerned. And I feel a cup run coming on. I do. I do. I think, I mean, Hazen Yedding is going to be the challenge because they, they're unbeaten, I think, in the top of their league, which are at the yeah. same, they're the, are they the same level as us, but in the South Central region. That's, I think. that's it, yeah. They're unbeaten at the moment. So that's going to be a challenge. Two very good yeah. teams play each other. It should be a classic. And I'm looking in, forward to that. And they're in the first round of the FA Cup as well. So yeah. depending if they stay in that competition, how far they want to get in that, plus their league campaign, plus. Yeah. Other campaigns, you've got to think well, yeah. and they they not they not talking it as well in the last round in their national go. league, yeah, their national so, league safe. So it's going to be it's going to be a good game, uh, and I'm looking forward to that in the middle of November. But um, let's let's get the thoughts of the gaffer. Uh, we've spoken about our, this month and our thoughts of this month. So we sit down with Adam Hinchelwood, who who we spoke to at Woodside. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Adam, thanks for joining us on Rebel Your Podcast on a cold winter's night here at Woodside. Um, 13 out of 15 in October. You must be pleased with the, the, the performances of the team this month. No, yeah, obviously a great uh, points total um, that we've managed to get this month. And yeah, I think there's been some good performances within that. I think we've, um, you know, utilised the squad uh, well. Um, you know, when we have that many games that we've had um, I think you know the whole squad's going to be needed and I think we've used that quite well and yeah it's good to see that I think one or two now are just starting to have a bit of belief in themselves and play with a bit of confidence so yeah. it's nice to see 
And going into October, when we saw the fixtures coming up, it's like with the league as it is, it, we all looked at it and thought, this is going to be the toughest month, probably the season, especially so early on. And um, to be unbeaten in that, you know, as a fan, it's amazing. So as a team, and I'm sure the dressing room, we look like the team on the pitch are sort of all gelled and they're all, the morale must be really good in the dressing room. No, it certainly is, and I think um, that was evident on on Saturday um, in the trophy game. Went down to ten men, and I think um, you know one or two players really stood up and um, led the team quite well. In particular, Ollie at the front, I thought he was he was excellent. He was running about, he was organising, and um, I thought he showed brilliant character in in that game. And um, yeah, like I say, I think there's a, there's a lot of belief and. Obviously, getting wins and, and results and performances really does help with that. And, yeah, I think, like I say, getting players now starting to hit the kind of levels. Um, I think, if anything, we'll be disappointed as a group because we do aim for perfection that we only drew at Enfield, to be honest. Um, you know, I think the two goals we conceded there were, were sloppy and I thought we was the better team on the day. So... Um, you know, I'd be a little bit disappointed if we're being sort of ultra critical, which I like to be. Um, that we didn't come away with with all points there, really, and you know that would have put us even better position. But yeah, we're still nothing will change on our end. We'll uh, continue to work hard and try and be a better team on Saturday. Notice with the Enfield game when I came to the changing rooms to try and find you to for the interview that Worthing we bit down and Enfield in the next. Just along, they were they were all cheerful, and they'd really got a big game, and they were at home. So it's a bit of a compliment to the team, isn't it? No, it certainly is. I think um, that's the first points Enfield have dropped at home yeah. all season, I believe. Um, so yeah, um, that's, that's just our sort of mentality and my mentality, and I think the players sort of know that you know I wouldn't be happy with coming away with a draw we want to go we want to go give a good account of ourselves and, and win games of football so um, I think they're all sort of on the on the sort of same page and yeah. yeah seemed a little bit despondent but you know it, it worked out a good point because we won the next couple of games I think if we don't pick up wins after after drawing um, away from home then it does look a little a little bit worse but yeah I think we responded responded well like I say we we uh, Good performance, I thought, away from home at Enfield. It was a good performance, I think. You know, if we're looking back, then the Lewis scoreline probably flatters them a little bit. Got yeah, I was going to say, we've, we've had two classics, yeah. haven't we? The Kingstonian game, where you at the end said this great advert for non-league yeah. football, and then we have the Lewis game, which was yeah. even better than the Kingstonian game, in my opinion. No, yeah, I agree, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, we went 2-0 down in that game as well, and yeah. still showed... You know, enormous belief to come in at half time three two up was 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 really big on that day and then scored just after half time. So the two goals just either side of half time really did help and set us down and um yeah, I think uh, lots of lots of confidence gained from them um them wins as well. Uh, you know Kingstonians, Lewis and, and Enfield uh, alongside Folkestone and them boys are going to be in and around they're not going to go anywhere so we've got to continue to um, work hard and and stay with the same sort of um, consistency that we've shown in the last few weeks yeah so we're sitting here five point gap at the top of the league um, obviously Folkestone as you mentioned got two games in hand on us could draw level on points um, how does it feel though because you, generally you break the season into quarters and we are a quarter of the way through now how would you assess it so far 
is it where you want to be? Yeah, I think like always remember, um, you know, Alex Ferguson said the season don't start till sort of after Christmas in January, and that's when, if, as long as he's in and around, um, the the mix come come Christmas time, then he always feels that you know after Christmas they can push on and 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 have a go. So yeah, we know it's it's only you know. October's just gone, you know, so we're early November and um, nothing's decided then, you know, so we know that and all we can do is just concentrate on, you know, working on us being a better version of ourselves and, you know, we can't afford to get complacent and, and look at the league table and affect that, let that happen and we just got to make sure we try and get three points on Saturday. I know you said at the beginning of the season on our first podcast you wanted a cup run this year. Fortunately, it wasn't going to be the FA Cup this season for um, unfortunate circumstances. But we're into the next round of the trophy. You've put a strong side out on Saturday. Is that going to be going forward? Like when we play Hayes and Jennings, it's going to be a tough game. They're like right at our level. They're unbeaten so far this season. Um, will you be sort of playing the sort of first team squad on those games and trying to really go for that cup run? Or are we going to see some of the fringe players coming in and around the squad? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a sort of bit of a balancing act with so many games um, you know the weather's sort of turning already we've got Joel's filling his coins on Saturday so you know Sam said like if he plays on Tuesday he won't be available for the following Saturday so he needs to probably rest because it's just an overuse sort of injury that he's, he's getting I think Marvin's potentially out for four weeks with a torn hamstring oh, really? so you know that's, that's a miss that's yeah a miss. it is and maybe, maybe that's because I played him in one too many games um, so we do at the same time I want to be competitive um, in all the competitions and um, yeah I, I, I just try and balance the squad as best I can I mean we've made a few changes Will and Pat come in on on Tuesday night and um, you know if that don't go right then people say you know we shouldn't have rested anyone but you know you've got to have faith in, in the squad of players we've got and I think if, like you look at my ball behind me the squad of players um, they're all vying for starting positions and they all want to be out there all want to be playing and and, and that's what we want um, so yeah it's, it's a case of seeing how everybody is but we'll obviously try and play as strong a side as we possibly can in every every game now Do you think we've obviously got the Sussex Senior Cup coming up in um, November as well drawn against Seaford I think it is now we're playing yeah. um, Obviously, people like Kyle O'Brien have been sort of in around the squad. Do you think these are the games where you're giving them the opportunity to shine? And you know, these games because obviously we want promotion. That's the number one thing. But obviously, you want a cup run. But the things like the Sussex Senior Cup, are you going to see maybe some of the youth players that have played in the under 18s and sort of those teams playing in those cup games? Yeah, I think that'd be a perfect opportunity to yeah. to look at those boys. And I think you know they've shown by their good cup run that there's some good young players coming through. Um, you know, the Maxwells, the Ollie Starkies, the Kyles and that are, are pushing and yeah, it'd be good to see them in sort of the first team environment if you like, um, in them type of games. We've obviously got the Velocity Trophy as well, so it'd be another opportunity to look that at. start this month as well? Um, I think it might start next month. Okay. Um, but yeah, another opportunity to, to look at so the whole entire squad and a few of the younger players as well. But um, yeah, if we um, get a few injuries this Saturday or people with tightness and that then you've got to look at what's best for the squad and, and, and the long yeah. the long run really so yeah I mean I like yourselves it's, it's going to be a real tough tough game I don't think there could have been a tougher draw really at yeah. this stage um, 
in the competition. But you know, both teams will be playing with lots of confidence, and it'd be we want to test ourselves against good teams and better opposition just to see where we are, and you know, we know that the trophy one's going to do exactly that. Yeah, and like I said, at the start of the season, you had you had a big squad anyway. Obviously, um, a couple of people have moved on, Shaq and um, Alfie. Alfie yeah. um, but we still got a big squad, so there's, there's plenty of fringe players who think they should be in the team every week anyway. So probably a chance for them to get out on the pitch and prove that they're worthy of that place. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's only way to only one way to show it, isn't it? By by doing it and. You know, when you get your opportunity, like Pat and Will got their opportunity and you know, didn't let themselves down and, and give a good account of themselves and that's all you can keep saying to the entire squad, you know, you're going to be needed and when your opportunity comes you've got to be ready to go and take it. So, um, yeah, and I think at the moment, sort of touch wood, we're quite lucky in terms of illnesses and that as well because you know, not, there's not too much of that going around the squad at the moment so if that starts hitting as well, yeah, yeah. then... You know, Jasper missed tonight because he's got a bit of a cold, so right. he doesn't know how he's going to be. He needs to recover, and then is he going to be completely up to speed for Saturday? So, you know, there's it's lots of lots of bodies are going to be needed, I think. And you know, we want to do well in all the cups that we're in now, and carry on our momentum in the league as well. So, in order to do that, we're going to need mm. a, a big squad to call upon. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've had any COVID problems this season so far with the squad at all. I think um, there was a couple of isolations at yeah, one point. Yeah, a couple of isolations early on, I think. Yeah, um, but since but then we've been we've been okay. Yeah, been relatively um, touch wood. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> don't jinx it now. You said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why have you brought up? Yeah. yeah. So you watch us all go down with it being yeah, COVID yeah. now. Yeah. But no, we've been in there playing me. Yeah, we had a couple of couple of isolations and stuff early on in in, in the season, but. Yeah, like the way they're sort of anticipating it's going to go, it could come into force and again, you know, especially as the weather starts turning now. Um, so yeah, we can can't sort of worry about what might be. Um, you know, all we can do is just concentrate, and you know, if it does happen, they've got to isolate and just deal with it as it do. comes. Yeah, basically. Before we round it up, um, Alex Parsons, how long has he got left out? Because I saw him on was it Saturday? I think he no, last Tuesday he was here walking without crutches. And what I saw is he here? Yeah. So what? How far is out he from sort of getting yeah, back to training? I think he was um, out of the like knee brace now. He was just waiting to go and see a surgeon and whether he needed to have like a little keyhole just to tidy something up so I think once he sees his surgery I believe it's next week um, he'll know a lot more of where he is and stuff like that but I think it's progressing as well as it can do and even if he does need a key hole just to tidy something up we shouldn't put him back too much so um, could he be scoring the winner on the 27th against Bogner? Um, or is that too soon I think that's probably <laughs> too, I, I reckon, too soon. I'm hoping maybe Two three weeks after that, okay, so, away, so, so end of January, yeah, yeah into mid yeah. mid January. So, yeah, yeah that would be a massive, yeah. massive boost for us. Sort of thing, yeah. Well, Adam, yeah. thank you for joining us. We won't keep you any longer. Another great month. Uh, fingers crossed when we speak to you at the end of November. It'll be another great month. We'll be right up there at the top. So, yeah, and I predicted uh, only only one out, one draw away. Said 15 15. I said fifteen. I yeah. said I said, uh, I yeah. said twelve out of fifteen. Yeah, you, you wanted your feet, yeah, and I've gone right. maximum points in November. Oh, okay. Wow. Hornchurch right Horn, Horn is the hardest one away yeah. from home, oh, no. in my opinion. Yeah. But oh. they're all hard games, I know yeah, that. Exactly. Well, uh, <laughs> hardest one will be Potter's Bar on, yeah. on Saturday, I think. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. That's the way we've got to look at it. Every yeah. game's going to be the toughest one. Yeah. Next one will be the toughest one. So yeah. that's what we'll do. One game at a time. Exactly that. And don't look back. Look forward. Because you weren't beaten in 10 there. 11. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a right, good run. Right Ted Lasso in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe. Believe. <laughs> oh, no problem. Cheers. Cheers, mate. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Thanks to Adam Hinchworth for sitting down with us. Always takes time when he can. He's a good guy, as we all know. But, you know, to, to actually sit down and take some time for the podcast, which uh, he doesn't have to do, but we do appreciate it. And uh, he must get sick of talking to you, Pete. That's why he swapped out Nathan and Cam from time to time. He's, he's sick of the sight of you, I think. I said that to him to myself, to be honest. <laughs> but, um, no, thank you. Thank you very much, Adam, for sitting down. And, you know, good thoughts and positive thoughts moving forward into November. As you say, a cup run, hopefully, Pete. Um, we're not the only team we're going to talk about this one the women's team bit of a mixed month for them as we sort of will sit down with John and uh, their player Kiwi Price but they've had a mixed uh, month for, they're through in the FA Cup which is brilliant you know they beat New Haven at the beginning 6-0 and then they beat AFC Littlehampton 5-0 which is a great 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 to see them in their first round proper the FA Cup what an achievement an amazing yeah achievement. absolutely brilliant yeah, and because of our cut progress, we've only actually played three league fixtures, a 4-3 loss away, uh, to, away to Denham, a win away to Salt Dean, we won 4-1, which is fantastic. Then a Millwall game ending off October, as Pete, you were there, and you said it was one of those games, a bit like the Bogner game, we probably didn't deserve to lose. It just we couldn't get the ball in the back of the net and they had two chances and took them. Basically, I thought we could, we could try the game. Uh, they played really well on the day, just couldn't put the ball in the net. No. Yeah, and you, you have days like that in football. It's just one of them things, isn't it? That's what we love and hate about football. <laughs> it's that's, that, that's, why I'm, like that. that's why I'm always composed on the commentary, you see, because I, yeah. I can go, yeah. I swear well, you take some football, calming it? tablets before. I'd have to do it if I was a lead. <laughs> You need something. Yeah, I know. Some, some what, what? What's it called? What do they say they take where people like calm them down? <laughs> Valium. That's what I need. Yeah. I think sometimes. I think you need to have a supply of Valium there next to you, Pete. Um, well, I think without any further ado, um, we, we've sat down with Kiwi Price this month, one of the women's team players. Great to hear from her. Thank you for giving your time. And, uh, and then after that, we'll hear from John. So over to you, guys and girls. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Joining us this month is a women's player, Kiwi Price. Kiwi, thank you for spending time. How have you been? How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Been pretty, pretty good. Had a lovely week kind of off with the uni. Yeah, you've been, you've been chilling in this lovely weather, British weather we've been having, yeah? Yeah, isn't it nice? Yeah, I know. It's beautiful, isn't it? Um, we've um, um, Before we crack on with like speaking to you about your sort of career and everything, we just, uh, what, what are your thoughts about this month? We've um, had a 6-0 win at New Haven to go through to the next round of the FA Cup. Uh, Denham was a 4-3 uh, loss. Salt Dean uh, were 1-4 win. And then a- a- AFC Littlehampton was a 5 to win and then Millwall a loss. So uh, a bit of a mixed bag of results this month. How How is it in the camp at the moment? Yeah, I mean, obviously regarding the game that just went, um, obviously Sunday, a bit annoying on our behalf because we had so many chances, just couldn't finish them. Um, but for the games that we've won, we're really, really positive. The performances are really, really good, really strong. And everyone kind of like had each other's back, especially in the Salt Team game. Like everyone was so like hungry for the win. And like say something went wrong, we just pick each other's heads up and go again. But it wasn't like a no, it was, it was a really, really good like team performance, in my opinion, for that. But in terms of it in the camp, I think it's it's pretty positive still. Kind of take it as a team rather than just like this individual loss. Yeah, of course. Cause um we've what John said throughout the season, obviously he's a new coach this year and there's a bunch of players he's brought from his past and you've already had some of the Worthing uh, ladies there. And you seem to have all really clicked and gelled and we're seeing those results on the pitch. So it must be quite 
quite exciting to be part of a team that looks like they're pushing for the future. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It is lush. Um, we all we all gelled really quickly, actually, which was obviously really promising. Um, from obviously going through preseason to the league, even even the performances team wise from preseason to now has been pretty dramatic, to be mm. fair. And probably a little bit of a weird preseason as well with all the COVID yeah. and everything that's going on, and no one really knows what's going on. But fingers crossed, uh, so far so good in the season. But just looking forward, uh, in the FA Cup, we've been drawn to Hounslow uh, women, which are, they're a top team, they're a high team, but yeah. they uh, they're on a bit of a losing run at the moment. So definitely up there for the win with uh, Worthing. Good chance there. Yeah, I think it'll be good, especially if we um, play with the desire that we had in the Sultan game. If we're, if we're all up for it and really determined to win, I think it'll be a really good game. Yeah, we'll be excited. So I know Jean has got a couple of questions to ask about your career and everything. Just um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey into football, um, sort of how you started out, um, how and how you came to be at Worthing and specifically why why you want to play for Worthing? Yeah, of course. Um, I started off at Academy. Um, obviously, last, last week you had Sarah on or whenever the last um, episode was. And I was with her for like playing with her for so many years. That's how we kind of know each other via Brighton Academy and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I kind of went through there. I did leave, um, I think it was one, one, maybe one or two seasons, um, but it wasn't on the trot. It was kind of like to other teams because I was kind of like not liking it, for example. So I just kind of took time for myself, came back into Slavoj again, and then I got injured. Um, pretty serious injury. I did my ACL, but did it like three times after each other. So I had a really, really long time out. Uh, I think it was almost four years I was out. Um, and last season was like my first season back from um, my injury. Obviously, of course, it wasn't a full season because um, of COVID. And then I came back this season again because I wasn't I wasn't going to come back. I'll be completely honest, purely because I wasn't enjoying football last season. But then obviously the new managerial role changed and the whole team dynamic kind of changed. I, it was it was interesting and I, I started to like it again. So I came back to Urban this season because all of my friends were there, like people I knew were there. It was a new start. It was a new challenge. So I thought, cool, let's, let's go ahead and obviously pre-season was great the girls are great and even now the girls are great like the team like environment and the social side of things are great so has John reinvigorated your love for football then would you say this season um yeah I think he is a big like I don't want to give him too much of the credit yeah yeah we got him but, on um, after this we got him on after you so we, we won't <laughs> tell him and we don't want to make him no, no, like, no. Kind of thing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no I think for um it, him being different and someone I haven't really played under before um I think it was it was cool to have like a different kind of perspective on different managing, like how he how he does it himself. I thought it was fun. And his sessions, even early on in the preseason, were fun. Like I was enjoying it. I wasn't it wasn't a chore for me. So yeah, he's he's a big part of it, but we don't tell him that. <laughs> we won't. Do you um do you live locally, Keely, or do you have to travel a bit to, to Um them? I live in Chichester, so it's not like a massive trek. No, not really. I saw you, you used to play for Chichester, didn't you? Is that right? If I'd done a little bit I of did, scouting yeah. on the website. What was the levels like there with compared to sort of where we are now in Worthing? Is it a completely different setup or would you say very similar? Um, in terms of probably social side, I was quite young when I started. So I, I joined at about 15. Had to, like, I couldn't play for a couple of games because I wasn't 16 yet. Um, so obviously being quite young there with the different age ranges of players there, personally for me, the social side wasn't as good as it is now. But now I'm actually playing to enjoy it. Whereas there, I was playing for more of a competitive like challenge for me because I was still really young and still football at that time was like my life. <laughs> um, but in terms of like like talent and stuff, I think it'll be pretty on par. To be fair, yeah. 
So you say you say um, football was your life or is your life. Um, what team do you support out of football, out of Worthing? Obviously, Worthing is your number one, of course. You know, we of know course. that. We know that. But uh, <laughs> um, do you support a women's team or do you support a men's team? Um, I think women's side of football, yeah. it would probably be, be like, maybe like a Man City. Yeah. Um, but then like the um, male side of it would be Liverpool. Oh, okay. Oh, God, that's a, that's a bit controversial. Like, you know, it's quite one or the other. Yeah, there you go. At least, yeah, it's not, at least you didn't say Man United and Liverpool, because that would have been even worse. Oh, God, no. There'd be, <laughs> there'd be fights in my house if I said that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you um, find sort of balancing your commitments outside of football, KV? Obviously, you've probably got loads of stuff, jam-packed schedule. So sort of thinking about sort of training and any other sort of like sort of physical training that you do during the week plus games. How do you, how do you fit it all in? I don't really planned to kind of do it I just it's almost like I have like a obviously training will be normally Thursdays obviously if it changes it changes it can't be helped um so the first evenings was always football and then I have a uni during the week obviously work as well around that it's just kind of like planning my day by day kind of thing obviously if I go to the gym I'll fit the gym in the time that I have between work and uni normally because that's the only time I can really do it but it's just kind of like taking it by ear really because obviously locally I mean weather isn't too far from Chichester it's like half an hour maximum that's um, if you avoid the bypass <laughs> yeah true yeah true but yeah no it's not too bad I mean it's just playing it by ear through the week I think what do you do for work Katie? I mean I only just changed I was working at Petworth but I've gone to Tesco's now because it's just convenient for me there's a, cu- there's a couple of women's team at Tesco's isn't there I don't know I think there's I think Ella definitely because she keeps talking about it <laughs> <laughs> But um, I don't know who else, to be fair, but I know Ella does. <laughs> Pete, you're not going to get their discount card. Like, you know, there's only, it's only family and friends, so don't try and encroach <laughs> on the discount card. <laughs> more, more excitingly, Kiwi, what is it that you're studying? Are you studying something sort of sports or fitness related? Yeah, I'm doing um, like sports science and like the physical activity side of things like that. Is that a local university? Yeah, it's a university. Okay, great. So that, yeah, that makes things easier for you. Yeah. Um. If any of our listeners on the Rebel Yell podcast want to sort of follow you and your football journey, um, what's the best sort of place on social media for them to, to follow you? Um, Twitter uh, or Instagram, to be fair. My Twitter handle is PriceKeevy and then my Instagram is Keevy Price. <laughs> Make it easy. Price. There you go. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Pretty, pretty standard, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, very easy. Um, so what's, what's the future for Kiwi Price then? Like, you know, are you, are you going to be around the football game for a long time? Is that your goal to sort of go professional or is it more sort of the sort of fitness and science side of thing you're looking into? Uh, it used to be to go like higher, but now yeah. it definitely is just to have fun. Um, yeah. Really because of that injury. Um, yeah. I kind of like lo- I definitely lost a bit of love for it. So like me playing now is definitely me to play to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm being competitive. I want to win, but it's definitely more to enjoy and to like love football again. Yeah, no, that's 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 the most important part. Sometimes of the game, you don't want to be doing yeah, something sure. you don't love just to chore it like that. I think before we go, Gina has got one question, one burning question that she always asks uh, every player. If you listen, Gina, do you want to get out of the way? Oh yeah, this is a crucial question. Um, Kiwi Price, what is your favourite biscuit? Oh my gosh, for dunking, definitely oh. like a um. Rich tea or like, if I'm in like a chocolatey mood, bourbon in a tea is actually quite good. But yeah. without Duncan, it will probably be like a like a McVitie's like chocolate one, standard pre pretty chocolate standard. digestive. 
yeah. I, think, I think she's not really allowed to promote them at the moment because obviously our sponsor, Nature's Health Box, have been uh, dropping off some very nice energy bars that you should be dunking in your tea yes, instead, very shouldn't true. they? <laughs> That's number one. Number one is them. Yeah, yeah. And then Nate- it goes raw, and then it goes yeah, rich tea. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we all know deep down. Yeah. Kiwi, I think you like living life on the edge because rich tea biscuits, they get very soggy very quick. So yeah, but if you get it at the perfect time... That's it. You're living on the edge. Yeah, I've got to live on the edge. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> living on the edge. No, it's, it's a biscotti with an espresso for me because I can't stand tea. There you go. Gina looks in disgust right now. That's a bit <laughs> fancy, isn't it? Well, you know, you've got to be poncy <laughs> with your like, bean-to-cut machine and everything like that. Anyway, I digress. Who, but... who doesn't drink tea? Me. I hate it. I literally hate it. Weirdo. Yeah, I know. I mean, but the thing is, is if like, if if I was on, if I I need coffee for my uh to, to wake me up. Tea doesn't wake me up, and you know, I need to I need to sort of stay up through the night drinking a coffee. But we are really digressing, and Kiwi's probably sitting there going, "I've got more important things to discuss your drinking habits right now." But I'd like to say, Kiwi, thank you so much for joining us and taking your time. Before yeah, you right. go, you've got one more thing to do, and that is nominate the person that is going to be on here next month so maybe someone that you know has always said to you girls in the changing room no i'm not doing it, i'm not doing it so this is your chance this is your chance Ooh. and we, we will give you full protection the rebel yell protection <laughs> perfect um i think i'm gonna nominate Gemma. to be fair i think she'll be great there we go Gemma fantastic and uh, we will get Gemma on next month's podcast so thank you so much for joining us good luck for the rest of the month um, fingers crossed we're in the next round of the cup because it's uh, it's exciting uh, you've already gone one better than the um, the men's team uh, but getting into the first round proper and everything so well done and uh, we look forward to, to seeing you down at Woodside very soon so Kiwi thank you yeah, look thanks. after yourself thanks for your time cheers Kiwi see ya thank you this is the Rebel Yell podcast Joined by women's manager, John Donoghue. John, a good month, would you say, in summary? Yeah, I would. I think we've played um, week on week, which we didn't have at the beginning of the season. Um, Nice to get lots of game time under the belt. Mm -hmm. Um, We've played some really good games in terms of our performance uh, and we haven't quite been on it and others. But to be honest, I'm really proud of the players. I think they've been fantastic good mixture of players, younger and older players. And, and I really feel like um, we've moved so much more forward than we were from the bit from pre-season in terms of the performance. Yeah. And a good little cup run going ahead, because um, as we said in the yeah. last podcast, see if you can get one better than the men's and you've done two better really, because you, you started off the month with a fantastic win against New Haven 6-0 in yeah. the cup. And then you've beat AFC Littlehampton uh, 5-0 to, give you a tie in the first round proper versus uh, Hounslow and we said to Kiwi earlier you know they might be higher up in the league but they're on quite a bit of a poor run of results at the moment so games there for the taking yeah I think the first two games obviously it was lovely to get through Um, I I think I said in the interview on Sunday I think that's the first time the women's team had got to the first round proper Um, you know the team in terms of how long it's been around is still quite a young team uh, in terms of when, when it started. So I think that's a real major thing for, for the club. Um, Hounslow, yeah, you, you know, you've always got to think that, yes, there's a chance against a team that isn't doing so well, but you've also got to recognise and respect those players have still played at step three and when we're at step five. So they may not be fighting on, firing on all cylinders at the level they're at, but their players have still been used to performing at a high level. But as the famous saying goes, the magic of the FA Cup, and we love a cup exactly. set. So we are all rooting for that anyway, and I'm sure lots yeah. of others will be. 
Yeah, and it's a home draw, which is really good. We've been uh, whoever's been drawing those, um, whether they draw the the balls out or whether 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 mm. it's a computer thing, I don't know. But um, very pleased for the home draws. They they've been fantastic to us. Well, we know it's not Jack Pierce, so that's because uh, obviously you'd be drawn <laughs> you'd be drawn up the other end of the country if it was him. But you know, there we go. I digress. I digress. But uh, in the league, um, you've had sort of you've what uh, you've lost to one one, which is sort of a mixed yeah. bag of results. Um, good win against yeah. Salt Dean, a tight match against Denham, and a frustrating result against Millwall. Um, yeah. Thoughts on those. I think um, performance against Salt Dean was everything you'd like from a from a local derby. We were we were fierce, we were aggressive, but we we're also really positive in our play. Um, so we played some good football yesterday against Millwall. We had all the game, we had loads of chances. I've I've nearly watched the whole game back because we get it recorded, and I'm looking at, if I, if I didn't know the score, I'd look at it and go. That team, that red team, have played fantastically well, um, and they, they, of course, they've won the game. Uh, but we didn't because we didn't finish our chances against Denham. Um, I think we took our foot off the gas too much. You know, we thought that that would be um, a bit of an easier game, uh, and we got a big slap in the face from it, which which was probably what we deserved because we didn't perform very well. With, with yesterday's uh, game, John, obviously I was there. Um, like you say, how, how, how frustrating is it sitting on the touchline where you, you, you're dominating the game, you're making chances? Yeah. Um, you know, we could have been two up in 10 minutes. How, how frustrating is it for you as a manager not watching that ball hit the back of the net? It's, it's frustrating because um, we've done a lot of work the last few training sessions of how to keep good ball retention in the advanced areas and how to move and create opportunities to, to play either through or over the opposition and get runs off the ball. So if it was purely a, a an analysis on how we performed and took it into training, then you'd be absolutely ecstatic. But then you've still got to finish those chances off and you know that the opposition are always going to get an opportunity and they got an opportunity and, and scored. And close to the end of the first half. So in one way, you're really frustrated. But when you do get to look at the game back, knowing what the score is, um, you actually then try and look at the performance and you think, actually, how many times did they get in behind us? One, if any. How many times did they overwhelm us? None. How many times did we get through and create sort of 1v1s? I think it was about, it was five. Um, we had lots of corners. So you're disappointed that you lose the game. But what you do is you try and look at all the elements that we did well. And I think we did so many things really well that we were talking in pre-season about that we didn't do very well. So I've tried to compliment the players on that. But obviously, it's quite raw after a game um, because not that they... Whether they listen to me or not, anyway, it's probably worse trying to talk to the players after the game anyway, because they're all thinking about the loss rather than the performance. That's no, true. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, do, you, do you think I noticed yesterday uh, was I thought the, the, the referee was a bit weak at times? You know, I know, I know a lot of managers don't want to sort of talk about the, the, the referees and things, but I thought he was, you know, we was in a press box and we couldn't really hear. Uh, a lot of what was going on, but it just seemed that any time they sort of called for a foul, he'd give it, but he'd give it like about six seconds after it had been called for. 
and it was just it, it was taking the play back. It was like really strange. I, I think as as players and managers, you always have a bad game. I think you always, every so often, you, it just doesn't happen. And I, and I think um, the referee comes in that bracket. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> D- diplomatic answer. Yeah. Swerving, swerving it. <laughs> Gina. So, um, John, it, obviously October has been a really, really busy month on the yeah. pitch. Um, looking ahead to November, things are beginning to calm down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but out of the next eight games, six of them are home matches mm. for us. So out of sort of the sort of the next month or so, obviously we've got, you know, the, the cup, Cup game, which is which is really going to be one to to get down for. Is yeah. there any other game that you think would be particularly worth um, sort of our listeners coming along to? Well, hopefully they'll come along to all of them. <laughs> I thought he was going to say that. That's what he's going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose if you look at it, we've got. Um, I'm just having a look at the fixtures now. We've got. Um, we're playing Lewis development squad in the in the uh, county cup. Um, Obviously, you want to beat them. That's an away game on the twenty on the twenty fifth. Um, so we've got um, Salt Dean. So they'll be quite um, keen to play us quite soon after we beat them the other week. So we're playing Salt Dean um, later on in the month of November. We've also got Dartford, who was sitting. I think they were second in the league at the time, um, and then. Um, we got new London Lionesses who used to be Millwalls. So I guess I guess I would say the, the Salt Dean one would be eagerly anticipated by both teams because it's a um it's a it's a, a local derby as such. Yeah, and if we just sort of think back to weekend just gone, so um yeah. on last day of October, um there was the you know a, a home game and a gate of 149, Fantastic. which yeah. It's just a fantastic result, and, and and those kind of numbers are higher than sort of some of the equivalent men's teams in the Isthmian League. Um, and to, to get that kind of gate number for, for the women's team, I mean, you must be really pleased with that. And I know a lot of work is going on behind the scenes to pull in those yeah. those numbers and to, to generate interest. Is there any one thing that you think has made a big difference there? No, I, I think it's collective. I think you know we've got we've got a wonderful stadium. That, that people know that they can go in there and they can sit undercover. They can sit in a, in a great facility. Um, we have the mascots in as well. And I think if we can get them regularly on home games, so that generates an interest in the young female players, their parents come. Uh, and then that's a positive impact that, that they've come. We've got, we've got the volunteers who work on the day to give everyone a great time and, on the safety side of things with the, with the stewards. Um, to be fair, we banged a few goals in at home. And even, even yesterday, although we lost, um, it was probably quite an exciting game to watch because it was by us more so, but we had lots of, lots of chances. Um, so I think it's the collection of all of those things doing this. You know, there might be someone here who listens and says, you know what, I'll go along to that, that game. Um, and, and I think, that's something that that would generate all the um, you know the spectators to to come and watch. You know we put in a good good show. It's a good game to watch. John, you've scored eighteen goals this month. 
It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Could we have nicked a couple of them off of uh, one of the other games and put them in yesterday? <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice, actually. Yeah, yeah. save some but, of the New Haven or the Little Hampton ones yeah. and save them for yeah. Millwall. Yeah, but to be to be fair, you know, that's why I wouldn't... I'm, obviously, we don't like to lose a game, but I wouldn't be overly concerned because we've created lots of chances again. We just haven't scored as yeah. many as we should have yesterday. But like you say, those amount of goals that we've scored in the last few games have been been fantastic. So we can't have it always our way as much as we'd like to. No, it's good to see it, the girls it, all gelling. It, yeah, it, it reminded me of the um, the Worthing Bogner game for the men's team where they, yeah. they 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 came away with a two new victory, which is totally totally undeserved. But there you go, that's football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Can't can't get upset over everything all the time, can I? There we go. No. no, that's it. One thing I wanted to ask John is um, there's a player that um, certainly we've seen um, not a huge amount of, but what we've seen, we've really loved. And that's Shauna Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to be seeing more from Shauna in November? Because I know that she sort of doesn't have that many starts. I don't know if she's got other commitments or, but she's certainly from a spectator's point of view, she's a fantastic yeah. player to watch and very talented. Yeah. Shauna's been unlucky. She's picked up some injuries. She's picked up, um, um, illnesses recently, so yeah, she's not been um, available. Not from want of not wanting to be available. It's a case of she's uh, yeah been very unlucky with, with things. So let, let's hope so, you know, because um, as many players as possible who uh, who are top performers will see us winning more games, won't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. John, we're looking forward to November. Maybe we've complete W for every match. Let's December. Hope so. Let's hope so. And more rounds of the FA Cup, which would be great. So, uh, you know, a cup upset is what we're waiting for. No worries. Good one. And hopefully speak to you soon. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Thanks there to Kiwi and John for sitting down to us. Pete, you, you get down to the women's game quite a lot. I know you you were wearing your spooky costume on uh, Sunday at the Millwall game for Halloween. I mean, to be fair, turning up as a Millwall fan itself is hot, hot, scary enough, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, Actually, I, I shouldn't say that because Adam Hinchelwood's been on the podcast and we, we always forget that he is a Millwall fan so I'm sure he'll applaud me don't, don't hold I it guess, I guess I guess someone's got to do you know I, I did ask him I was driving the academy to a game not so long ago and I said to him uh, do you ever fancy being Millwall boss and he said uh, my game of football wouldn't suit them <laughs> yeah the passing game and everything not, not said, yeah. enough, but... <laughs> it's not it's not the Millwall way no um Back to the women's team. And yeah, all the women who have done the interviews so far, how well have they spoken? They've been absolutely brilliant, haven't they? Well, I think it was, as we said, as we, we alluded to John, I don't know if it was on or off air, but we alluded to him saying like, you know, obviously when Chloe came on first, she, she you could tell when she first came in, she was bricking it to be fair to her and I'm sure she'll admit it because she even said it herself she was nervous but I think she got out of the way she saw you know these two ugly hairy men aren't gonna well I'm the hairy one but you know we're, we're not we're not that bad and then you know having Gina along to help us along and, to, and it's just really good as she does a lot of stuff for the women's team so you know it's really really good to um get them and they, they speak so well and I actually think they're starting to get around to a point of actually enjoying sitting down with us and sort of telling us about their careers and you know worthing and it's it's nice to have that little fact file it'd be interesting to hear from Gemma next month as Kiwi nominated um you know obviously she's been around the club for a long time and has experienced it in football and you know it's fantastic to sit down and talk with the ladies and John's always great as is Adam sitting down with us every month to sort of give their thought no we're in very privileged position really aren't we we are, yeah, we are. It's, it's nice. It's nice. And thanks to the club for supporting us and all the listeners that we're getting. You know, we get we we get a thousand plus people in ground day. If you spread the word of the Rebel Yell podcast, share it. 
tell someone else about it. Just one person. If you tell, if everyone told one person, we'd double our listeners just like that. Yeah, and the commentary as well. Yeah, you you think of our home gates mm. and how many people come down and. We don't really need to know about listening figures. It's just Pete wants to put it on his CV for when he goes and gets Jeff Stelling's job at um, Sky, (laughs) which he's resigning. No, no, all I'm saying is there's there's a service there for Worthing fans to listen to the games they can't get to. So, you know, if you you know somebody at a game, tap them on the shoulder. I say, do you listen to commentary for the away games? And they go, no, never heard about it. Point into Rebel Yell. Do you know what I think we need to do, Pete? I think we need to say to Barry and we need to say to Dave Cockeraccio and we need to say to George to let us have a little banner just with the web- website and the logos on around the side of the pitch just to uh, sort of advertise the services. It would be good because some people might see that and not know. So well, if you're listening, to... put one at the pitch. And so when you see it on your instant replay, it'll be out there. Oh, what's rebelyell.live? There we go. Thank you very much, Barry. I will see you next week. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, we're about to sit down with Stu, who's joining us to talk about the youth. As, uh, as we record this, um, when it goes out, it's, it's a bit difficult because obviously we're recording this on the Wednesday night. The youth game against Charlton Athletic is on the Thursday night and we'll be publishing this for the Friday. So it's a little bit tricky to sort of talk in terms, but Stu's going to join us and tell us about the preparation for the Charlton game. And hopefully when you listen to this, we'll be in the next round of the FA Youth Cup. But um, Stu, joining us, thank you for taking your time. How are you doing, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Um, as we kind of said, like it's a, it's a bit of a weird one, this, because we are talking to you the night before a big FA Youth Cup game against Charlton Athletic, um, but this is going out the day after. So hopefully in 48 hours from now, we will be celebrating in round two of the FA Youth Cup. Thoughts at the moment, Stu? Like, what, what's the feeling? Like, are you nervous, excited? And, you know, I guess it's excitement, but like, what, what's the whole feeling around the place? No, I'm yeah, I'm so excited, mate. I'm 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 buzzing for the lads. I think they they've thoroughly deserved the opportunity to to show what they can do against a, a really good side like Charlton. Um, and I'm just I just hope they enjoy the moment. And, and my message to them is 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 um, don't let this be, let this be that the pinnacle of your career. Make sure this is the start, and and yeah. you have more moments like this to enjoy throughout the rest of your your footballing career. Really, I think that's that's got to be the. The main focus is to enjoy it and and try your best and 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 what will be will be I guess really. Who who are the players who you know could could make the difference in the game tomorrow? Do you think? I know the whole I, I know the whole eleven could. Yeah. Is there anyone you you say that could really you know make a difference? Well, I mean, if you if you game winners can be from defence as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's. Um, we, we've got a solid back, back three, back four, in in and Owen Spicer, Joe Rye, Ruben Austin, um, people like that. You're just good, good quality um, central centre arse and 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 can play with the, out with the ball and, and good at putting their body on the line. You've got Maxwell Bartlett, who's who's just a, kind of like a ten, um, finds pockets in, in behind um, the field and in front of the defence that that just goes goes kind of. Well, guys, missing, but kind of, yeah. You could just find these pockets of spaces that are just you just wouldn't think he can he can find, and he can and he can be the difference as well. There's there's players all over the pitch, mate. If I'm honest with you, that could be the difference. I think it's um, it just comes down to how we apply ourselves and and whether we play on the front foot or or whether we we sit back and let them do it. I mean, it's it's just how, it, how the game plans out, I guess. So it's one of the old adages, isn't it? Play the game, not the occasion. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I wasn't really involved with the youth setup. I wasn't involved with the youth setup for the Middlesbrough game. Um, so I've got nothing really com- to compare it to. This is from my first experience of a, a big game in, in terms of the, the youth 
the youth sides. Um, well, look, I, I, as I say, I think the boys thoroughly deserve the opportunity. Um, they played, they, they've been on an amazing run um, in all competitions in terms of winning game after game after game, putting in some quality performances. There's some really good lads there, really good players. Um, so I'm just looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to seeing what they can do and, and just, yeah, being on the bench and, and being there to support in any way I can, really. It's, it's a weird one because I think um, Charlton, obviously, as you know, is my club, my other club. So I've obviously seen yeah. a lot of the youth over the years and they've produced some amazing players, as you know, that have gone on to do like big things like Jermaine Defoe's, one of them, you know, all those players like that in the past. And that's just one of a, a long list. And, you know, so there's going to be possibly some future talent, which we might have in our squad as well. But was, um, was Charlton one of the names that the boys would have wanted or was there any other teams I'm not quite sure who's in it or are you you quite sure is it I guess obviously it's a big name but um yeah. I guess they just wanted a big name mate to be yeah. and really kind of shone out as the, the team that they wanted to play they just wanted to play a big big team and, and at home ideally yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, that's, Stuart, that's what, kind of what you want Stuart is, is mm-hmm. Charlton really a big name <laughs> it is, of course it is. It's a big club. It's, it's I, I a don't, club. yeah, a bit better than Forrest and your dog brush striker, Pete. <laughs> two, 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 two European cups. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a big on. club, of course it is. It's, it's the ex-premiership club, um, big grounds, um, big fan base. So, of course, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've had phone calls through to the, the Werbin number today from Charlton fans asking about tickets and that. And, and uh, oh, I expect there to be a good number there tomorrow night. And it's... it's it's a good opportunity for, I mean, obviously I've got three or four lads from the 16s that are going to be potentially in the squad tomorrow. And, and it's the first occasion. And, and to be fair, a lot of the 18s, second year 18s as well, they would have played in the big, in front of a big crowd as well. I mean, that's the other thing to think about. I mean, I fully expect there to be six, 700 people there tomorrow. Um, and that's a new, new experience for them. New, big occasion. Obviously they've got to, to get their heads around that as well, playing in front of a large crowd. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to see how they how they adapt and how they kind of yeah kind of shot. It's a big opportunity for them as well to to show Charlton what they can do. Do you know what I mean? To show there'll be scouts there tomorrow night and. That that's what, can... yeah, that's what I was going to say, Stu. Like, do you, I guess Charlton obviously being Charlton with the academy, the pressure academy, there will be sort of scouts there and all their coaches anyway. And you know, yeah. I guess, I guess, not, not putting Worthing down because we're all Worthing, aren't we? Really, but at the end of the day, I guess these players have got an opportunity to shine. And if someone really sticks out, and you know, I'm, as we've said many times, well, you're never going to stop a player from going higher and higher. Um, you know, they they must be treating this as almost like a a free trial at Charlton in theory. 100% mate yeah I think um, yeah you're spot on I think it's, it's it's a big opportunity like I say for them to to show um, Charlton other sides out there that actually they can be one of they can be one of the best players on the pitch and they can be the one that makes the difference um, so yeah as I say big opportunity no pressure on them go out there enjoy yourselves um, make an impact make a name for yourself um, I think what's what's really refreshing for me is that um there's, there's players out there that have had opportunities before uh, and and have gone on that actually miss the club and, and miss the setup and and actually some that want to stay here rather than go on and and, and compete at against other lads at a club like yeah. Charlton. So um, we're doing a lot of things right. Nathan and Pinch are, uh, in terms of what the hours they put in and the, the, the quality that they give the boys is, is beyond belief in terms of their, their coaching skills and it's really starting to to, to shine and I'm, I'm learning so much from them and um, and it's, it's starting to in terms of starting to see the benefits of it all the hours that they're putting in with the academy boys with the 18s and 
um, mate, it's, it's, it's a good place to be. Yeah, I, I saw it the other week, Stuart, to be honest, um, the fact that we'd, you know, we'd had a game on a Tuesday night and then the Wednesday I was driving the minibus with the, the academy team. And, of course, they're very game coming with the academy team and putting the hours in. Um, you know, a lot of other clubs, they've got they've got other people they would hand that responsibility down to. Yeah. And yet, and yet Adam and Nathan are there, you know, do, doing all that. And I think it's such a, a great advert for our club and the way things are around. Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah, you won't get that. I don't forget any other club at this level. Maybe not even at a higher level, to be quite honest with you. I think um, the way Hinch and Nath apply themselves to all to all the youth teams is, is a massive selling point to the club. And, and what I love more than anything about this club, to be quite honest with you, is, is the youth set up and uh, how we apply ourselves on and off the pitch. And um, uh, even the, this, the same warm up, is, is it the same warm up, the same philosophy, the same coaching methods, the same patterns of play, everything is the same from the 14s all the way up to the 30s. So we're giving them the best opportunity when they progress up in teams from 14s to 15s, 15s, 16s and so on and so forth. They they know how to play. They know the style of play. They know what's expected of them. Um, obviously, they're getting better at it throughout the age groups. No one's an expert at 14, of course. But um, And that's what's great. It's, it's the way it should be. Um, and it's, I guess, a very, a very continental way of doing things, maybe, in terms yeah. of they do things over in like Spain, maybe, or whatever it may be. But... Yeah, it's, it's. We just haven't got the weather. <laughs> no, we haven't got the weather. No, you're right. Um, no, no it's, it, I, I could talk all day about it, mate. It's, it's great. So, so to, to, to prevent you, to prevent you talking all day about it, we'll round it up about the youth here now. What is your score prediction? Which obviously, when this goes out, could be completely right or completely wrong. So, what is your score prediction? Mate, I don't put scores. I don't do scores. Whether it's okay. the first, yeah, it's, will we win then? All I, all I hope, we win? all I hope is boys go out. If they go out and give them a hundred percent, apply themselves right, right attitude, um, effort, everything along those lines, then I can't ask for any more. No. Um, so just talking about the first team, Stu, uh, it's been uh, a fantastic month. Thirteen out of fifteen available points. Oh, yeah. We haven't lost. We're in the next round of the trophy after a game on Saturday. Just gone. Mood around the camp's obviously good. We can see it from the stands. What's it been like to be? What what a month, mate! Phenomenal. Yeah. If Ten looked... points clear over the green slime. Uh, five point advantage at the top of the table. <laughs> the green slime. Um, yeah, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, if you if looking back at the end of September, uh, looking at October's fixtures, you would have gone, "Wow, what a, a difficult month!" Yeah, and we've through it without unbeaten, um, except from I think only dropping points at Enfield, if I'm right. And yeah, saying. that's it. Um, so yeah, what a month, mate! And it's the boys are buzzing, the change rooms buzzing, everybody's the squad's massive. We've got quality in depth. Um, everybody's going to be needed. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a great month. Yeah, it's been a great month. Um, it has. And we'll hopefully we'll go into then, this man. month coming up in November, mate. So uh, we look forward to speaking to you again. Uh, we'll talk about the Charlton game and hopefully the next round of the Cup uh, at the end of November. But uh, Stu, Stu, thank you so much for giving up your time talking to us this evening. And, uh, Pleasure, come on, mate. Come on, the boys. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Thanks, Stu, for joining us there. He's obviously very excited, Pete, as we all are. And, you know, to be honest, still talking to him now, I never really realize as you quite rightly said oh Charlton a big club <laughs> but to be honest I never really thought you know I guess guess 
they must be buzzing because obviously whatever league Charlton are in now is a big name and the academy setup there as we said you've had so many youth players look you've got uh, Joe Aribo's playing for Rangers now and the youth set up there you've had I can't remember his name now but, uh, one of the Liverpool players um, signed from Charlton so there's been a lot of academy players over the years that have gone there so it kind of must be a bit of a trial for them no absolutely they are yeah. a big club at our level um, especially for academy so because for a league one team yeah. to have an academy like that is actually big you don't really get that anymore as you look what happened in a lot of them because of the cost of running an academy so you know it's in terms of academy football it's a big name and it is it, i'm really excited obviously my colors will be firmly worthing tomorrow night no it'd be absolutely fantastic if they could uh, they could do it but you know, by the time people listen to it, we should stop talking about it because... Yeah, we need to stop <laughs> talking about it. We'll cut it now because uh, this could all be very out of date very quickly uh, when this comes out. So uh, we will talk about it more next month on the podcast. But, you know, I'm excited for it tomorrow. We're recording this on the 3rd. It's on the 4th. I hope you enjoyed it if you went. I hope it's a win. <laughs> Yay, we win. We should do two... Um, I should do two edits here. Like, woo, we won. Or like, boo, we lost. See you later. Uh, but we'll we'll yeah. talk about it in um, November. Yeah, for, uh, yeah for it's one of those, isn't it? Well, that was a fantastic night at Woodside. Yeah. Oh, it was awful, wasn't it, last night, Pete? It's such a shame. Yeah. Um, but anyway, good luck for the youth, yeah. and I hope I hope this is thing. But moving on, Pete, to kind of wrapping up this this month's podcast, uh, round, round up October in review. Uh, thanks to everyone that's joined us. As I said to Studio, thirteen points out of fifteen. The changing room is buzzing. Um, we're in the next round of the trophy, the first round proper. Um, we're in the Sussex Senior Cup. It's a shame we didn't get drawn against Loxwood because that would have been interesting. Uh, our chairman Barry's. Uh, I'm sure well, he would have he liked was... to welcome him back. Wasn't he ex-chairman of Loxwood? Yeah, ex-chairman yeah. of Loxwood. He's played for them, he's mm. managed them and everything. But he yeah. did say that he really wants to beat Seaford. So maybe he'll have to come on and tell us about that rivalry sometime. We, we need to walk about with the league title this season. I would happily yeah. sacrifice every other cup. Oh, I would, honest. yeah. I would, I would. I mean, so, I would love to be at Wembley, but I'd rather be in the uh, National South next season. Yeah, and, um, if, yeah, and if we're going to do that, we 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 can't go out and win every tournament. No, because no you can't. It, it's it would be well, we could, but that that would be a mighty Herculean effort. <laughs> the league and cup double would be up yeah. there with Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool. Yeah. That it'll be a season there to forget if we did, but. Yeah, I think the priority for the club this season is space promotion. Yeah, promotion. Yeah, yeah promotion. It. That'll be and it. And that's what that's what we all want. Yep, that's what we all want. And what what else we wanted, Pete, for a long time was the complete commentary booth, but we managed to get that all knocked up now. And hopefully we're going to try and get some LED lights in to make it look really uh flash and um swanky up there now. But we finally got the um banner in front saying the home of Rebel Yell Live, uh proudly sponsored by MK Window Cleaning and at yeah. Nature's Health Box. So um obviously thank you for that. If you haven't seen it, come and have a look or look on the instagram and thanks to you james for the banner uh, that that's out. all right mate that's all right good little nifty and, on um, my ebay yeah and obviously mike mike and angela for yep uh putting it together i yeah. think angela, angela i still can't believe it's not an out, off the box out of the box sort of thing it's amazing what mike and Angela did like it's literally been bespoke made for that size and it's just fantastic so thank you so much and obviously pricey for putting the power in free of yeah. charge comp which was really nice of him putting the time in and you know it just looks really nice it's so nice and we sort of joked last night when we were at, uh uh where were we last night i even forgot wingate wingate eventually <laughs> um that we miss now having a table somewhere to actually read because it's so hard um to not not actually have um anywhere to read the text and stuff like that but um hopefully adam's sorting us out a musical stand from his school to take away with us somewhere. <laughs> we'll, we'll, ha- we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to get a little um a4 thing to stick on the front the away home of rebelyell.live a little a4 printed piece of paper <laughs> you can put it up on there i think we're gonna have to do that aren't we pete um 
but yeah, thank you, thank you for those guys doing that. And the commentary, if you haven't seen it, just pop up. It's next to the uh, press box up at Woodside Road. Um, and Pete said, alluded to it last night. Um, obviously, it costs twenty five pounds every three months to keep the data for the um, to publish the data for the commentary to come to you live. Um, what we just dong- up, the dongle, the, the, dongle, the dongle, Pete's dongle. Um, as as we would like to sort of ask if if you can spare a couple of quid please uh, do see um, the supporters association guys at the club shop on a match day. It'd be really nice of you just to, if you've got any spare change, just to chuck it in. Cause it just helps us. Obviously we bring these service free of charge where it's not paid for by the club. It's paid for by the Supporters association. And at the moment, Pete's paying for the data himself. So please, um, please, if you could um, donate anything, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. And it would cost a fuel at the moment. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but, so. no, for, anyway, regardless, um, it's just, since we've had the dongle, the service has been absolutely brilliant. We've had yeah. so many problems the last few seasons, relying on internet connections from clubs, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, relying on roaming data, all the rest of it, and it's it's just you know it cuts in, cuts out. People yeah. are getting frustrated. We've managed to find a solution to that problem to bring uninterrupted coverage. Apart from last night when the battery ran flat, which I apologise. We will talk about for. it in November. Don't worry, it's not November's. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, don't worry about that. That that, that didn't happen till the end of the month. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, but I think the service this season has been absolutely brilliant. We've yeah, we've given to the fans, fun. and we've and got if, and we've got a proper jingle as well and everything. Thanks to uh, Mark who did that for us. Yeah. Um, so. That, that's all been really positive. So if anybody did give up on the service, stop listening because I thought oh, it's unreliable. Um, please come back to us. And if you know anybody else who, you know, you can pat on the shoulder, you know, a game and say, you know, there's this commentary for the UA games. Give them a pat and point them in Rebel Yow's direction. Yeah, exactly. And just as we round it off, Pete, we've got six fixtures in November, currently possibly seven due to when the Sussex Cups played. Five of them are leagues. We've, uh, we already know one of the results from last night. Uh, 15 points. Are you going for 15 again or are you going to be a mm. bit cautious? So we've got, we've obviously played Wingate and Finchley as we record this. We've beaten them 3-1. Uh, Potters Bar on Saturday. Uh, Hazen Yedding in the trophy away. Hornchurch away. It should be a good one. Uh, Chesunt at home. And then Haringey Borough to round off the month away. Right. Uh, Hornchurch is going to be the hardest. But then, they're not, they're not playing they're great not, at the moment. No, are they're they? struggling. They're struggling, aren't they? So Haringey, I think, a miss. Chesunt to seventh, I think, at the moment, as we speak. Uh, so they're having quite a decent time. Uh, they were one of the teams who got promoted at the same time as Horsham who were really struggling, but Chesnut seemed to have found found their feet. Uh, but but we're at home against Chesnut, so I've got to go three points there. Mm. Start let's start with Saturday. Worthing Potters Bar, it's got to be a Worthing win. Mm-hmm. and Yedin away, that's FA Trophy. So I think we might good. just nudge it. I think we could just nudge it. It will be a very close match, whatever. It's it's going to be a tough one. That is, yeah. I, I would not like to call it at this point. But back to the league, away at Hornchurch, gonna it's going to be tough. I know they're struggling, but away from home, that's going to be tough. So home against Chesnut, I'm going to go three points. Away against Haringey, I'll go three points. Hornchurch, Worthing, I'm, I'm going to go a full house. Okay, I'm going 12 out of 15. I just got a feeling the Hornchurch game could be a bogey one for us. But they aren't playing great at the moment. We'll wait and see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm looking forward to this month uh, because last month's been great. 
uh, October has been fantastic. We really are great to be at the top of the league looking down on everyone. As I said, mind the gap for a certain other team down yeah. the road. Um, and a nine-point lead for us at the end of the month. That would be fantastic. Because now, after last night's win and Folkestone's draw, uh, they can only catch up with us to be equal on points. They'll be above us on goal difference as it stands. So, fingers crossed uh, that happens at least, or they lose a couple. But... I am really happy, Pete. It's been a great month. Thank you uh, for your company in the commentary booth and again tonight. And we hope Spencer will be back next month and actually can witness some football COVID-free. Bless him. And we hope you get better soon. And thanks to yeah. Gina for her, her input on the women's team, which is always great and appreciated. Um, Absolutely. And she's been suffering as well. So. Yeah, she, she had COVID as well, but uh, not as uh, bad as Spence, which is... Uh, good so love to them all and once again thank you for listening follow us on the socials at rebel yell wfcsa on facebook twitter and instagram um come see us on match day uh any donations you said please drop any spare change to the we'll have to tell amanda that because she'll probably go what the hell is this for so we'll have to say we've shouted it out on air and then pete's going to keep shouting out so any spare change that would be amazing but um for myself james and pete and the rest of the rebel yell team a very good evening and up the rebels yeah good night Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.